Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pacers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Tom Lewis of IndieCornrows.com. I'm here to give you the latest news and notes about the Pacers. And on this episode, we'll check in with the Pacers after their 93-90 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Fieldhouse on Monday night. After struggling through the first half, Pacers found something that worked on the defensive end, were able to wipe away what was at one point a 15-point OKC lead and then avoided near-disaster down the stretch to seal their 20th home win. And then we'll take a quick peek ahead at the next two opponents who had their own fun on Monday night, battling each other in the nation's capital. But before we dive into the show, I want to remind you to hit me up with any comments or questions. Give me some feedback via email at indycornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at indycornrows. Okay, this was a big win for the Pacers, extended their current winning streak to seven games, and was only the second win of those seven against a team over 500. And again, as we look ahead to the schedule, Cleveland-Washington up next. Things are only going to get tougher as the month rolls on. Didn't want to start a losing streak at home against the Thunder, uh, but it sure looked like that's where they were headed with the way the first half went. The NBA, a lot of times, is a make-or-miss league. And the game started out. Paul George made his first three-pointer. And it looks like, looked like the Pacers were off and rolling. Uh, but then, all of a sudden, they got a case of the clanks. And in that first quarter, ended up shooting 11 threes. And after that, PG May only made one of 10. And, you know, several of those were good open looks early in that first quarter. And they just weren't falling. And it just kind of set the wheels in motion for uh, a sluggish start and things not going their way. And, you know, at some point you're thinking, ah, but, you know, one six in a row, this just isn't going to be their night. They're not going to be able to get it together. And even though the Thunder were on a back-to-back, they were attacking and, you know, finding lands, cutting to the bucket, getting behind the Pacers' defense and making easy buckets. So... It was playing out as a game that the Pacers were either going to have to really dig in and grind out and find a way to get back in to compete for a win, or they were just going to say, we won six in a row, we're due for an off night, and this is it. Fortunately, after the half, Pacers did dig in. Uh, They found a way to get back in the game and actually seized control of the game in the fourth quarter. looked like they were going to push it away, but faltered in the final two minutes. Uh, before hanging on to secure that 93-90 win. Now, uh, following the game, Nate McMillan 
was pleased with the team's toughness and resolve and, you know, is starting to almost <laughs> begrudgingly admit, yep, they're showing me some toughness. And this is something that I think he's really been trying to draw out of this team, being both mentally and physically tough. Uh, they've won some games on the road now. And uh, again, he used that word to describe his team getting through this game. Obviously, they didn't shoot that well. And, and he kind of mentioned that the first half and the way they played and the way things went was kind of a wake-up call for him. He didn't think they came out ready to play a team like the Thunder that was ready to attack. That's a team that's going to be in the playoffs and the type of team that they have to match their level of intensity, and it just wasn't there in the first half. So fortunately, they did wake up uh, after the break and came out and put out one of their, what is becoming, in their wins at least, signature third quarters where the starters come out and set the tone and get things going the right way and then the bench comes in and maintains what the starters got going and that was the case tonight Glenn Robinson the third had a exceptional night off the bench making all his shots to uh, finish the game with 14 points made three threes kind of helped level out a, a poor shooting night for the team overall they were eight for 26 the three-point line and, you know, C.J. Miles and Paul George alone were just 3 for 16. So that's a rough night from behind the arc, but even inside the paint, wherever they shot from, they, you know, shot only 38%. So it wasn't a great night shooting, fortunately. Their defense came up uh, and held the Thunder to only 38 second-half points, and a lot of that had to do with keeping the team in front of them. Westbrook is kind of like that bright, shiny object that, tends to draw the defense's attention. And when you're looking away at that uh, shiny object, wondering what he might do next, your man's cutting to the hoop. And uh, Westbrook does a great job of finding him. After the game, McMillan talked about how they were prepared for that. They watched clips in the morning of guys doing that and trying to be aware of it. And then in the evening before the game started, uh, watching clips of the way they were cutting, uh, that's uh, kind of their bread and butter to play off of Westbrook. And the idea is just to keep your man and, and the ball in front of you, some basics. Um, but it, it's really tough with Westbrook because he's so dynamic and such a good playmaker. But the Pacers did that. They cut, choked off those baseline cuts uh, in the second half and made it a completely different game, different flow. Jeff Teague felt they were playing too slow, too deliberately in the first half, and again, that part of that is why they're settling for so many threes, you know, uh, shooting that many threes in, in a quarter, the first quarter, uh, when they had uh, 11 threes, you know, that's a little more than they're generally used to taking, uh, and then, you know, for the game, they end up only having 26 threes on the game, so uh, they cut that down and, and got more shots in areas where they like to take them, so... Uh, good adjustment, and again, as McMillan said, toughness to figure out a way to get back in the game and then hold on to win. Uh, now, there were some blunders down the stretch. Uh, they seemed to have the game in hand, just couldn't get a bucket, and, and the Thunder kept making plays. But eventually, Russell Westbrook had two shots to tie the game on the last possession. They were able to get Paul George on him. He got his length on a straightaway three-pointer from the top of the arc, and it bounced uh, a magnificent effort on rebounding by Jeremy Grant for the Thunder, kept the ball alive, and somehow 
Westbrook was able to get the ball again, step back out, and get a three up. PG was able to chase at him to contest it. Uh, the ball lipped out, and the Pacers won as the buzzer sounded. So uh, all's well that ends well. Uh, with the way that game started, doesn't matter how it finished as long as the Pacers were winning. And again, that pushes their win streak to seven games. And no one was complaining about the style points after the game. In fact, you know, Paul George said, you know, they're real happy. It had to have been one of the worst shooting nights of the year. Um, but they were able to squeeze out a win despite the poor shooting. And that, you know, gives them something they can really feel good about uh, against a team like Oklahoma City. I mean, they were crushed on the glass. Uh, Oklahoma City had a 61-37 to rebound advantage, had 20 offensive rebounds. I mean, those are numbers that are losing numbers. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but really, they didn't end up giving up that many second-chance points. I think it was only 19-15 to in favor of the Thunder. And again, that second half, defensive intensity and ability to kind of keep Westbrook in front of them, make him make plays in front of them, uh, really helped. When you look at his numbers, you know, they're astronomical. 27 points, 9 assists, 18 rebounds. Hey, they held him below a triple-double by one assist. Yay. But those 27 points come on 27 shots. And he only made 4 of 10 threes. And more importantly, only shot 4 free throws. So the other way he can kill you is attacking and getting to the line and, and making his free throws because he's a pretty good free throw shooter. Pacers didn't allow him to get to the line and were able to nullify a big impact on the game. Again, especially in that second half. Paul George finished with 21 points. He needed 20 shots, of course, because of the poor shooting night. Uh, Jeff T got 17 points, 4 assists. Again, the bench uh, was big. Mentioned Glenn Robson third with 14 points. Al Jefferson had 8. And Rodney Stuckey back in action. Came up with 9 big points. He's a guy that can get to the line a la Westbrook. He did 5 times, made all his free throws, and also had a spectacular uh, driving layup to finish the third quarter and give the Pacers a boost heading into the final frame. So great to see Stuckey back out there again, uh, as was the case the other night when Stuckey played. Uh, he and Monte Ellis handled the backcourt duties with the reserve unit, so Aaron Brooks was out of the mix, and I'm assuming that will be the way it goes. Uh, again, Lavoy Allen uh, started the game for Thad Young, who was out with uh left wrist injury. Sounds like that's going to be a few days. They're still calling him day-to-day, having trouble with the swelling, uh, but I would imagine he will not be available when the Cavs come to town on Wednesday. So the Pacers will likely be a little shorthanded against the defending champs, but uh, when you look ahead now at the schedule, the next two opponents, Cleveland and Washington, while the Pacers were beating the Thunder in an effort that will now likely go under the radar because the Cavs and Wizards just put on an epic overtime thriller in D.C. Cavs beat the Wiz somehow, some way. You know, first heading to OT after LeBron James made a you know fadeaway step back, fadeaway bank shot three to tie the game after a phenomenal three quarter court chest pass from out of bounds by Kevin Love. Uh, that only he can do. It's just really fun to see those long, short passes from that long of a distance. And James hauled it in, 
kept his heel off the out-of-bounds line, banked in a three, tied the game, sent to OT, then he found out early in OT, Kyrie Irving took over, dueled down the stretch with Bradley Beal, uh, and made the plays, got the final bucket that uh, put the Cavs over the top. Uh, but that was quite a game, and, you know, the Wiz missed some opportunities. Actually, the point three in regulation had John Wall free going to the rim, but a, a bad lob pass uh, hit the rim and didn't give him a chance for the winner. But regardless, both teams played at a high playoff level. Obviously, uh, a pecking order battle in the East. The Cavs came out strong and obviously wanted to uh, impose their championship will a little bit. The Wiz obviously stood up quite well to that, but uh, Cavs came away with a win. So we'll see if the Pacers draw out that same type of effort from Cleveland on Wednesday, especially considering LeBron rested during his last visit to the Fieldhouse. And after the effort that they put into this game, uh, they might feel like only one day off is not a, enough to bring everybody back full board, but uh, they really have uh, went through a, a stretch where they were playing 500 ball for several games and finally have uh, seemed to crank up the intensity of late, uh, trying to get their rhythm back to uh, uh, play at that high level and reassert their dominance in the East. We'll see if they can do that at the Fieldhouse on Wednesday. And then, of course, the Pacers catch the Wizards on Friday in Washington, D.C. So both those games will be a great test. The Pacers stood up to the test against OKC to get that win against the 500 team and keep their rhythm going. Uh, and now they're uh, in good shape heading into these games. Should feel very confident and ready to go out these teams and see where they measure out. So it should be fun. Make sure you check them out. And again, thanks for listening. Love to hear your thoughts on this game and the games ahead. You can hit me up with any comments via email at indycornrows at gmail.com or on Twitter at indycornrows. And you can find the podcast on audioboom.com. Also, subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play, where all prior episodes are available. And that's all for now. You've been listening to Locked On Pacers on the Locked On Podcast Network. You got it. the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.